Advice from a dipshit Advice from a dipshit Advice from a dipshit It's Advice from a dipshit With Matt Frogger Hey guys, welcome to Advice from a Dipshit. Uh, thanks for all the great response to the Open Mic Eagle episode. we got a lot more awesome guests coming down the pike, so stay uh, tuned. Be sure to rate us highly, or not at all. Don't be a cock. Uh, special thanks to Amanda. Thanks to Ben Wise for the theme song. And uh, yeah, we're just going along gangbusters. This has been fantastic. I think I said gangbusters all <laughs> accidentally. Got to do vocal warm-ups before this thing. This is, this is the big leagues. This is NFL. You know, can't be <laughs> fucking around. This is serious times. There's nothing There's nothing that's more annoying than listening to a podcast where you're just like, oh, they're just rambling. Okay. Please get to something. So let's get to something. Uh, let's hear the first call. All right. Hey, Matt, what's up? So my question is, if let's say you're an atheist and you're in a committed relationship with a beautiful woman, <laughs> what stops you from tying other women out. What? Tie, tying other people up? Other women Try, up? Trying. Trying other, so other like women out. So like he's an atheist. Right. You know, nothing matters. Or I guess. Or nihilism. Yeah. yeah. And so like, but yeah. he's in a committed relationship. Yeah. I think you nailed it. He's confusing uh, athe- atheism with nihilism. It's kind of like, look, ethics are still ethics. And it's like, look, if you have that arrangement with that woman and... Uh, you're in a committed. You're a, you said a committed relationship, and if it's not, I'm guessing it's not an open relationship. Then fuck that shit, bro. Don't. Oh, there. Here's the thing. There's nothing stopping you but you, and there's nothing. Not even in religion. Jesus, God, pardon the pun. Talking about the amount of discrepancies, you know, committed by the followers and soldiers of Christ. There's so many guys who cheat on their wives that go to church every single Sunday because the the fundamental. And I'll just pick Christianity because it is. In, in our culture, I would say, you know, American at least, number one with a bullet. And also, I, don't, I just don't know much about Muslim culture. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, okay. the fundamental tenet of Christianity is, is, is Christ will always forgive you. And too many people, in my opinion, lean on that shit. So, you know, don't put this on God, whether there is one or there isn't. If she's listening, I believe in you. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, it's, it's got nothing to do with, you know, I, but you're, you're asking what stops you. Uh, nothing. It's really all on you. And, and look, and I've said this, I think, on the show before, and it's fucking sounds sappy and all that shit, but it's just like the big thing is if, you know, you know take me as the ultimate example of what it is to be a man, because that's what's up. <laughs> never. <laughs> never. What? You know, if I were to cheat on my wife and I made it so no one would know, I would still know. And I would have this secret the rest of my life. And I would feel, a, there's, there's a thing where, not that you have to share everything, but I don't want to be alone with that secret. I don't want to be all on my own with that shit. Just like how you have a massive secret in your life, you should have someone to share it with so the burden doesn't weigh you down. The burden of that does, would weigh me down. Like, why do you think people who got away with shit scot-free come back and go, I killed him? Because they can't handle it. They can't handle it. And so, look, if you can, if you can uh, handle that, then, you know, I guess you can, nothing's stopping you, but something should probably be stopping you if you really love this person and you are committed. Here's the thing. Don't ever commit to someone because it's just like, that's what she wants, whatever, bro. It's like, it's got to be you too. You have to share that commitment as well. And look, maybe you can work something out. Maybe it's, it's something that you can talk about and, and all that stuff, but it's like, in the end, in the end, what you're asking me is, is what's stopping you? Nothing. But, 
don't put it on atheism. Don't put it on not on non belief in a in a in a higher power because it's <laughs> it'd be amazing if you're just like fuck. I would totally cheat, but I believe in God, and a lightning bolt's gonna hit me from the hallowed halls of of Olympus. Zeus will throw lightning bolts if I put my dick in anyone else. Damn it, fucking Zeus! How much do you cheat on Hera? So much. Ah, because of you, I have a fucking minotaur. Running around in his mazes. I know too much about Greek mythology. I, I, yeah, that took me by surprise. I, I saw Clash of the Titans when I was a kid and just <laughs> read everything. Everything. Got in a Greek, Norse. What, what's the little robot howl? Wow, what is that thing's name? I forget. So just a, a random thing a screenwriter put in there. And he's got a robot owl. What? We need a comic relief. It's, it's got to be like... Robot owl. They, they're, like, they're going, how... Look, Star Wars was huge. How do we, you know what I mean? Like every movie, they're putting just random shit in. <laughs> we're, we're redoing the Ten Commandments. Right. They have a giant spaceship. <laughs> Fucking what? I quit. Uh, oh, it's echoing here. Sorry. We, we're recording in, in my living room. I know. I'll, we'll it's, do it. No, it's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. I'm just letting people know. Okay, let's, nothing yeah. stopping you, man, but you. And uh, you should probably stop yourself. Uh, hail Satan. Let's hear the next call. Hey, Matt. Uh, I just had a quick question. Um, big fan of the podcast, by the way. Uh, big fan of uh, your comedy. You and Amanda do a great job. Thanks for all the laughs. Uh, so me and my wife and our uh, kids are going to, we're trying to get into a house. We're going to buy our first house, first time home buyers. Um, we used to live in Portland, Oregon. They got priced out. You know how hmm. things are going there. Yeah. Uh, so we ended up in Vancouver, Washington in a two-bedroom apartment. We're ready to get out. Uh, our credit kind of sucks, so we're spending the next year fixing that. Mm. Um, and then we're going to work on getting the house. My advice that I'm asking for is, you know, what would you say uh, to a first-time home buyer? Uh, maybe you got some tips. Maybe you ran some stuff that people don't normally think about. Just kind of looking for advice on that. I don't want to – I mean, I'm really ready to get out of – these apartments, but I don't want to jump on something that sucks and regret it later. Yeah. So yeah, just kind of curious if you had any advice there. Uh, thanks again. Um, keep doing a great job. Thanks. Thank you, man. Thanks for calling in. That's a good one. I mean, cause I am a first time home buyer myself and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a tough, it's such a, it's such a tough landscape and you're probably right to get out of Portland. You know, you could have gone out into the hundreds uh, if you really wanted to. I've had friends that bought out there, but you know, it's, 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 it's just Vancouver is just across the Columbia. So that's, you're basically still in Portland. Really? You're going to suffer some traffic. If you work in the city, uh, that fucking bridge, it's, it's always full, but, um, Vancouver is awesome. And, uh, yeah, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but to your question, uh, I think the best advice I got was f- find the shittiest house in the best area. Uh, you can always uh, hire someone to look at these places with you, for you. Uh, a realtor is a, is a good person to to get. Don't just go through. What, what, what my wife and I did was we, we looked at a bunch of houses, and one realtor who was showing this house – Seemed like a real cool dude and seemed like someone we would hang out with and, you know, just like reflected our sensibilities. And so uh, we were like, you got, would you be our realtor? And look, you can, you can cut some costs 
by not yeah. getting a realtor, but he helped us find. We told him exactly what we were looking for, and um, you know the best and the worst. And he would show us a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Try to find a place that it, an area that you really love, and then find the most fucked up house that's not completely falling apart because uh, the cost of of buying a turnkey place it will kick you in the ass. It's it's and, and more often than not, you'll go to some place that's been flipped where every piece of appliance and walling and everything and, and is built from IKEA stuff, which looks really nice. And look, IKEA is great. IKEA is an awesome, awesome place. They have because they have high end and they have low end. But if you go into a newly flipped house and it's all low end shit that you would buy if you were like in college, your very first apartment, it's like, oh man, you're better off getting someplace uh, that you can fix up with your wife because at that point, if it's livable, you can go without creature comforts for like a couple months, get bids, bids from contractors, redo the, the house the way you want it to be done. And there's lots of ways to save costs once you're in there. You can do the demo yourself. That's what we did. We redid our whole kitchen and we saved a lot of money by just doing all the demolition ourselves. We tore out all this stuff in the walls. Uh, have had a handy couple handy friends with us that showed us what to tear out and what not to tear out. It's it's definitely a bit of a community endeavor, but and it's daunting and it's horrifying. But it's it's one of those things where I kind of learned that oh, if you if you're willing to just work, you can make this thing your own, and you kind of really just get into it, making making it your own. So it's it's daunting and it's and it's crazy. But I, I just think it's better in the long run to not buy a turnkey house in the place you want to buy it because they let's say they spent thirty forty thousand dollars to restore the house and they're charging another three hundred thousand two hundred thousand be, just because of that restoration. So you can go ahead and do that yourself once you get a place. And also, once you get into like a bidding process, you'll have to make compromises. And that's how a realtor will help you. Realtor will say, hmm, I think you should no- throw another 10 grand in the offer. I think you should offer no discovery, which we did with my house because we, we bought a place in a, a high demand place. And no discovery is very, very scary because you could buy the place and go, ah, it's full of asbestos. But then right then, you also have, you can just, you know, pay some money to have someone to have a company. Don't, don't just charge your friend to clean out the asbestos. You'll kill them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's daunting. But yeah, my best advice is just find the shittiest house in the, in the best area or in the fanciest, but like the, the best area for you, your favorite area. So good luck, man. It's, it's scary, but for me, it definitely paid off. I'm sitting in my living room and looking at all the walls that I, I spackled and sanded down because we had ingrown brain pattern, like a backward stucco, which was weird. It was like uh, being inside a giant's head or something. So we had to make the walls flat. And looking at the the bookcase that we painted five or six fucking times because it was all pine. I wanted to tear it out, and I'm glad we didn't because we saved a whole lot of money. Anyway, you will come. You will go challenge to challenge to challenge. And the fun thing is, you've got shows like Property Brothers and uh, all these things that you can watch with your with your family and go, "Ooh, let's. What do you like? I like that. I don't like that. I like this. I don't like the the other thing." And your kids will get excited because they can help with like the demo and stuff. And I'll give them little hammers. Just let them run wild. Give Just don't don't even watch them. No, <laughs> give them a sozzle. No, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> tell baby hammers. Nothing cuter. Uh, but uh, uh, thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate it. Uh, you guys did the demo. 
Yeah, yeah. We we had. Like, um, I'm pic- like I'm picturing sledgehammers. Like what else? Oh yeah, is there? sledgehammers. Uh, it just these. Uh, my my friend Dave is a location manager, and he has he has all these crazy tools. And my friend Jim, who owns Bernadette's Bar downtown, go see go to Bernadette's. It's named after his mother. It looks like a like an old cool uncle's den. It's fucking awesome. I love it there. Um, he we were just drinking in his bar, and he was like, we we're talking about. It. He's like, can I come help? And that we kind of became friends. He just, okay. day after day, would show up and just tear out the walls with us because it's fun. It just was therapeutic for him. Yeah. Uh, filling up Jeez. three or four dumpsters just outside my house with all that demolition was not fun. Did all that by myself. But the actual tearing down of things, quite therapeutic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no way. <laughs> that's like, that's like, in, uh, that's like at college campuses and stuff where they like bring out the car and sledgehammers. So you could just like yep. get all your stress out. It's great. Beach. I bet your wife killed it. She did. <laughs> yeah, she, she went nuts. It. I bet she killed it. Okay, mm-hmm. here. Hey, Matt, how you doing? Uh, big fan. Love your stand-up. Love the podcast. I uh, just had a question. Uh, I understand you recently got married. Uh, I did, too. And I was wondering if you ran into a similar situation that I did. Uh, several people that I invited as guests uh did not receive a gift from uh it's not a huge deal i'm just i'm just curious uh if you ran into something similar and if uh it i'm just wondering how you dealt with it or if you dealt with it at all because uh, i'm thinking about not even dealing with it <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> you ended on the saddest. <sighs> there's so much. There's so much you can interpret about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, they didn't give me the where, set of steak knives like, I put on the registry. Like, <laughs> Just this. Or, well, you're compromising with your wife and inviting her worst cousin. Yeah. And who just you know, made a scene. Yeah, and you were and like, they're not going to, they're not going to give a gift. And then you said that to her, and she's like, yeah, they are. And then a year later, they didn't. He's like. I told you they went. You never told me. You never. <laughs> and he's just like, man, I, mean, I love her, but she's fucking wrong. Uh, heads. <sighs> uh, that's really, that's so funny how that ends. Uh, no, man. Uh, yeah, I, I would let it go. Look, what I did, I I'm, I'm, think I'm definitely older than you. So, And my wife and I, had we had everything we needed. So we didn't do a registry Excuse me, we didn't do anything like that. We our thing was we want to buy a house. So if you want to donate, we put it like a house fund on our wedding website. Uh if you want to donate, cool, if not, fine. And we didn't we still had people, we were still relatives that were just like, "Well, I'm giving you something." And we get like a, st- a set of cool cocktail glasses and that's nice. You know, uh but they reached out to my mom. They're like, "Can you use this?" And my mom would call me and, you know, I would say, "Sure," or or, or no. And, you know, but it was one of those things where it's kind of just, I would just let it go. Uh, cause it's, it's there. I'm thinking back. I'm like, I still owe some wedding presents. I have to, like, I know I do at some point. And those people didn't contact, if they contacted me, they'd be like, oh shit, here you go. But, um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really worry about it. it. Look, it sounds to me like maybe your wife. Or maybe someone is is kind of like you know we didn't get this present. What should we do? And you, it sounds to me, I'm gonna interpret your deep, uh, <laughs> broken man sigh to say that you you don't wanna, you don't care, you don't give a shit. And 
you know, I it, it's it's people that get. There was that woman who was on her friend posted uh, about her on Facebook how she wanted her everyone to chip in like three grand each for her dream Kardashian wedding or something, and she flipped out and everyone thought it wasn't real. And her friends like, this is totally real. We don't know what happened to her. Uh, that's the worst case scenario where someone's like, I'm getting married. Many times, like I'm getting married, everything has to be perfect. I have to be celebrated. I'm. I. I. This has to make up for. Because what they're saying is, this has to make up for every time I've been fucked over in my life and treated bad. And you know, the Heather's were mean to me in high school. You know, <laughs> all that. All that shit. It, in the end, if people showed up and flew there or took the day to come and be with you, and I'm sure you came out of pocket. I'm sure it cost you a lot of money, but. It's kind of it, the, the wedding celebrations are not really about you. They're about your the your friends and and going, hey, you know, celebrate with us as we celebrate each other. Yeah, not to be schmaltzy or any of that shit. But I am. I'm a fucking sap. And you know, shout out to my cousin Leah and uh, my buddy Christopher, her boyfriend, who are like Matt's too nice on this podcast. He's just trying to get into heaven. <laughs> this is fucking super funny. I had a couple drinks by then. It really made me laugh. Well, they told Kara, then she told me. I'm like, they're right. You know, and it's like, look, it's not like I really am, but it's just a way, like, growing up Catholic, you always have that thing where, like, is it real? You know, I hope I do good things because I'm just a fucking nice guy, but... um, but in the end, you know, I, I don't want this podcast to be boring where I'm like, we have to celebrate each other, look into each other's eyes and find the God in them, and they find the God in... Suck my cock. I don't give a fucking shit. I'm not... Look, I want this podcast to blow the shit up and be funny and be fun for everybody. I don't want to be a fucking Tim Robbins guru piece of fucking... Ugh. Uh, we don't, you, you know, there, I, know, I have a friend, a powerful friend... And he interviewed a very attractive woman. And he said, you know what? I can't hire her because she's attractive. You see what you've done, women. You see what you've done in this stadium. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. I saw that documentary about him. And I like, I, you know, like, I was like, I was like, I enjoy this guy. He motivates. This is cool. But it, when he said that, I was like, I'm done. Cut it. That was real. Cut it. That was real. That was real. He said that. He gave an example of like the Me Too movement. You can't take it too far because a friend of mine, powerful friend, just because in his mind, the all people with all the power are men, and they are. But it's like, that's what we're trying to change. I like to go off on a tangent and fuck you, because I can. I would let the uh, the gift thing go, dude. That'd be my thing. Is <laughs> <laughs> that you bring it back around? Yeah. It's all, everything's related. <laughs> okay. Does time really exist, dude? Okay. I mean, really. Okay. Support for this podcast comes from Ethica. Nowadays, protecting your customers' privacy isn't just good business. Thanks to new legislation like California's CCPA, it's the law. If your team hasn't thought much about privacy before, complying with laws like CCPA can be intimidating. And if you have multiple applications storing customer data, it becomes a monumental time suck. That's why teams are signing up to use Ethica. It's cloud software that sets up in a flash and installs automatic privacy controls deep in your business so you can follow the law easily and save lots and lots of time. Start using Ethica before July 1st and get two months of privacy compliance completely free. Visit ethica.com slash ccpa. That's E-T-H-Y-C-A dot com slash ccpa. And get privacy compliant guaranteed today. Matt, my name is Josh. 
I have been listening to the podcast for a long time. I really enjoyed it. I saw you on your mom's house. You are absolutely awesome. So keep it up, man. Love the podcast. All right. So my problem that I need advice with is that I have siblings, or a brother, I should say, who is very manipulative. And he is threatening the rest of the family with never letting them see him, his wife, his kids again, if they don't do what he wants. The rest of the family, while understanding that that's not something that's moral in any way, obviously, is also trying to contend with this this concept of not wanting to lose a son or a brother and grandkids or nieces and nephews. And I'm the only one that has stood up and said this is wrong. And everyone else seems to be trying to find a way to to contend with this problem by appeasing him when what he's asking for is just immoral, illogical, and it's going to do the entire family harm. So I guess the question is, should I accept that my family doesn't have the ability to stand up to him and accept them for the wonderful people they are outside of that? Or do I keep pushing to get them to stand up and say, this is wrong, you can't do this, you can't threaten people to get what you want? So that's my thing. Thanks so much again, and I can't wait to hear what you have to say. I can't wait to hear what he wants. I mean, come on, man. Thank you for being a fan. Thank you for the uh, the, the kind words. Um, I, look, I mean, I'm trying to be sensitive here. I'm sure it's something where if you said it, you feel like your brother would hear and be like, I, you know, I, I know what it is. But it's just like we get these calls where I don't want you to say who you are ever. Don't give me your name. But it's like sometimes you got to tell me the whole problem. Like, what is this guy asking for? And look, bottom line, I can't imagine what it is that would justify him blackmailing the family with you can never see my family if you don't give into this thing. But without knowing what that thing is, I don't have any context. So just fucking brass tacks, what I know of the case, the situation, uh, I would say you should, uh, you should confront him. Uh, maybe at a, at a family gathering and say what you're doing is wrong or take him to coffee and take him to coffee and say that and say, you, look, man, you do this. It's on you. You can say goodbye, but it's all you. It's not us. It's you. Uh, and that's, that's, that takes some guts. That's very hard, but I think you gotta, you gotta just, uh, nip it in the bud and say, look, man, if you're gonna go, you're gonna go. But at the same time, ugh, I really want to know what he wants. I can't, I don't even know. I can't imagine what the situation is. I can't imagine what. Yeah, something where the demands are that extreme and specific. Yeah, is it like he he wants he de- he demands to be the sole recipient of the will? Does he he wants maybe they own a property and he's like that should be mine and the parents are like no we still want to rent it out and he's like no just give it to me yeah it's, it's or he like, just like wants everybody to give him three thousand dollars for his Kardashian for wedding because they're gonna they're gonna <laughs> renew their vows. Five years later, and in every five years. And if it doesn't look like the Mad Hatter Tea Party. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) He's obsessed with Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. In that case, give in. Fuck, I want to see that wedding. No, uh, I think just, oh my God. I I would say, you know, uh, be be like, who wants to see your shitty kids, man? 
Hide them. <laughs> and your fucking annoying wife. Just get out of my face. You're telling me I get to never see your awful family again? And you? Jesus Christ. I got peanut butter with my chocolate. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Uh, yeah, I mean, if he's, if he's being that much of a, of a, of a shit rag, then just tell him, like, just, just go, man, just stop being shitty. And I, I mean, I give this advice to someone before, uh, kind of laugh it off and don't, don't laugh it off in terms of like, you are a joke, ha ha ha, but just be like, I can't believe you're being this much of an asshole. Are you serious, man? Are you serious? And that's to take a note from, um, from let's say, let's just call them sweet bros. They're bros, but they're good dudes and they don't want to see a fight. And they see someone who's just being, you know, an asshole and and just like, are you, are you fucking serious, bro? Are you serious right now? You're going to fucking ruin everyone's good time? Fucking trying to start a fight? Are you serious right now, bro? Bro, what do you think this is? MMA? What the fuck, bro? <laughs> Give him the, are you serious right now, bro? Give him that one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just want to, you know, like, there's some bros who are all right. They just want to have a good time. It's all right. Fucking, fucking A, bro. Uh, but yeah. So I think you gotta you gotta you gotta take it head on somehow and just try try to treat it like the joke it is. Cause who the fuck? You will never see me or my family. That's that's the the like smart bomb version of I it's my ball and I'm going home. Like it's my family. <laughs> it's my family. I'm gonna take it away. And your mom's like, but my, can I see my grandkid? No, because it's mine. It's my kid. I want if I want to, I'll set this kid on fire. <laughs> It's my kid. <laughs> Stupid. Hi, my name's Francisco. I'm a manager at a store. It's a huge company. And I've employed a lot of millennials. And they don't know. They want everything handed to them. <laughs> I don't know how to work with them. Is there any way that, like, if you work with millennials, is there anything I can do to somehow make life easier because I, I want to fire them all but I want <laughs> <laughs> to fire them all oh he's at the end of his rope man <laughs> it's funny that I, I joke about how like it's that gets tossed on millennials and we were all I do maintain I think we were all kind of shitty in our early 20s um, but yeah I hear I don't look I don't employ anyone. I, Amanda is a partner. I work for myself. I mean, I have representatives that I guess work for me, but I'm a client to them. They work for a lot of people. Um, and yeah, I guess there's gotta be a couple millennials working in the aid at the agency that reps me or something, but yeah, I don't understand it the way you understand it. And I have, I do have friends who have had, who have had to go through like, uh, who are on the other side of the business who work as like, execs or uh agents or managers and um not managing stores managing uh people and uh they've had they've had to go through like multiple assistants you know not everyone kind of thing is 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 like that but a lot of you know the people that live up to the stereotype of being millennial the, the lazy millennial the stereotype um and i'll just tell you how uh one of them who's a dear friend told me was just like you just you just have to go you there are certain things you have to do to get to where you are there's no magic door there's no magic door you you got to work hard just like everybody else uh and they'll throw every kind of excuse at you and I know because I did I was definitely I man I love being lazy I love you know finding an excuse I mean I have a joke about how the people with the most 
uh, uh, energy and and stamina and and and, and uh, strength and stuff, i.e., teenagers are also the laziest. Like if you've ever asked a teenager to do anything, not one you just walk up to on the street, don't do that. But like a a cousin or something like that, and you're like, hey, help help us load this car. They come up with an excuse that doesn't exist. Like, yeah, I mean, I got a lot going today. Like, no, you don't, Trevor. You're gonna get high and beat off into a sock. I remember. <laughs> Pick up that fucking box. Use your young strength. Uh, so they're, 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 I'm sure these 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 guys are throwing a ton of you know excuses at you and and all this jazz. Uh, yeah, I think you just gotta, it's, it's just, you know, shape up or ship out. And that sucks because they probably don't need the job that their parents might've made them take it or, you know, they, they, I mean, I've joked about a lot of these guys. I I don't know where, what's going to happen when they turn 30 and they haven't become Zuckerberg or Drake. I I don't know if you kind of just think things are just going to fucking happen for you without you busting your ass. And that's true of everybody. Like if you want to follow and you what you want to do in your uh, in your dreams, in your heart, you, you you have to work your balls off. You have to. There's no other way. Um because you might get some kind of success out of nowhere, but will you be able to maintain it? Uh kind of thing. So pfft. Anyway, I'm sure that look. What am, and what am I talking about? Just, did Trump ever work hard? He's the fucking president. I'm wrong. I'm obviously very wrong. But like, I think in your, in your, I was saying that to a friend the other day. I was like, I was like, do you think he'll ever? He's probably gonna get writ, like buried someday in a military cemetery because he wants to and with with honors. It's just fuck all this. Um, it's tangent day. I think it is tangent day. So I mean, I don't know what to tell you, man. Besides. I would I would not come at him like like an angry asshole because that's expected, and be like what the fuck and yell at him. Uh, just say, look, you you got to do this or you're gone. I don't know what to tell you. It's a job, okay? You know, like don't don't be like, hey, I'm your friend, bro. Listen, let's can we can we fucking chop game for a second, yo? Uh, you know, <laughs> use some rapper term. But just, just, uh, just be, just be plain and honest, and just uh, make it like anything that, like, nothing's gonna change in your life. You gotta fire him. It, it, it will be like brushing dust off your shoulder. But you know, you want to be that dust. You can be that dust. But you'll be that dust, and then I'm gonna go eat a sandwich, and then go go drink with friends that night. So you'll be forgotten and whatever. And that's cool. We work together. We're not friends. But pff, I'm just saying, you're not pulling your weight. You're gonna get run over. So. It's as simple as that. Um, and then uh, finish by saying Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. <laughs> Always. It's the funnest thing to say. It's like played. That was like a year ago, that song. But like, it's fun. It's fun to be like, yeah, but like, um, I don't know. I thought we'd fucking have some drinks, go to dinner. You know, uh, we'll meet some friends. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. <laughs> Just it's it's like my it's like my et cetera et cetera. How about the dance that goes with that with the shoulders where you just look up and you just shake your shoulders? Yeah, because you're like, you're so blasted on Xanax. So yeah, that's the move. That's uh-huh. the move. Yep. You just <laughs> and then you let someone give you a face tattoo. Yeah. Let's all get them. That's, that's my thing. advice for the day. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, <laughs> that's that's our show. Uh, the number. <laughs> Is three two three seven six three zero two two eight. Thanks to all who called. You guys um, are are calling in better and better uh, shit, and this is this is great. Thanks to Amanda for curating and picking uh, amazing calls. 
Our uh, Patreon is at Advice from a Dipshit. If you want to be a patron and help us get this uh, thing running and hopefully on Spotify someday. Uh, social media, at Advice from a Dipshit. Uh, Twitter is at Dipshit Advice. Theme song by Ben Wise. And uh, don't be too big of dipshits, dipshits. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Fronger.